Paul. Josh, um, first, first question, first of all, congratulations. Let's get straight to it. There's a bit of a debate about the body shot. How good a shot was that body shot? Well, that sank right in. I felt like, I felt it was sinking in straight away. Um, I knew from watching him on videos of him, like he, he swings on the break when you're in close on the clinch. He swings straight away, always with a hook or an uppercut. So I seen that coming, and I just I sort of like pressed in against him, but like smothered them up and then I pushed them against the ropes and as he threw the right hand I hit him with the left hook which I felt sinking right in. So, so you knew he was going to go down and you knew that was it? You, yeah you I knew that, that was, was a real good shot and I felt it was sinking in. Um, I didn't know that, that it hurt him to the extent until I turned around and seen him lying on the floor um, but when I watched it on the replay there you can see it, it sunk right in, I felt it going right through my arm, so I knew, I knew it was a good shot. Now, it was only two minutes and 41 seconds of it, but I'm going to put something to you. I like the look of him. He was big, he yep. was rangy. OK, he left himself a bit open when, when yep, he lifted yep. his elbows up, but he looked, I'm going to ask you, was he as heavy-handed as he looked? 100%, yeah. Um, I could go as far as saying, I know people go, aye, right, you're talking about nonsense here, but I could go as far as saying that's the heaviest puncher I've been in with. Um, as a professional, very heavy-handed, because he came out straight away and stiff jab, and I thought he was quite strong. And then he lunged in with the one-two, and he kind of half-nicked his on the end of the on the shot. But never hurt his or nothing, but I felt the weight of it, you know, straight away, so I knew he was very heavy-handed. So then that switched me on to take my time and set things up and be patient rather than going and try and hurt, land a heavy shot straight away. I was nice and patient and set that shot up, which come off the end of the break. And also, Ben, how big was he? I mean, he seems to not just put on a stone and a half, he have gained a couple of inches. Yeah, ginormous. He's big, he's tall, he's long. Um, you know, we knew going into that he was going to be a tough fighter. We knew, and I said before all the way through, not just saying it for the sake of saying it, he was a dangerous opponent. And that shot, the finishing shot, when that came in, you probably had a better view of it to me because I was looking at the guy's back. You probably saw it. Did you, like Josh, know that was it? Once that was in, that was I it. I didn't know that was it, you know, but we knew that he was very, very big at the shoulders and we spoke about him being very narrow at the waist. Um, so it was something that, that was spoke about, about him not being as strong to the body. Um, but it was a fantastic jo shot that Josh found. And Josh is a, a phenomenal body puncher, one of the best in the world, as he's shown again, so... Now... Of course, it's lovely to get a world title defence, a couple of belts, and you do two minutes and 41 seconds. <laughs> it is nice, but did you want did you want some more rounds? Would you have preferred some more yeah, rounds? Yeah, I was. I, you know what? It was a great shot, lovely shot. But we we have been working on the gym, and I would like to have shown what we've been working on and polishing up on. You know, I felt great there. You know, just nice and patient, straight away, nice and patient and poised. Um, I would like to have shown a bit more what we've been working on and shown that what Ben and I have been improving on. Um, but you know what, you don't get paid overtime and got him out of there straight away, so I can go and get my, my usual after fight pint and uh, pizza. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to just what? relaxing there. Yeah, you'll have to find somewhere, because it has gone 10, but oh, that's, yeah, not, right that's, enough, a, that's yeah. a different story. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find somewhere. Or tomorrow now, then. Let's throw it forward, OK? Now, you've talked about opponents going forward. Ramirez, obviously, in the dream fight would be outdoors, Edinburgh Castle, next summer. Do you really want to wait another nine months, eight months, seven no, months? No, 100%. I want Ramirez next, 100%. He's a very good champion. You know, he's, uh, he's unbeaten like myself, hungry at the top of his game. You know, I thought against the Postal fight, it wasn't a very good performance at all. Um, you know, I do feel he can perform better than that, you know, given the circumstances. But again, I wasn't impressed with what I've seen from him. Um, again, I want that fight now. I, I believe I, I whoop his ass all day long, you know. Um, I just believe I've got the beating of him. Um, I've never seen anything from him that I haven't seen before. So, yeah, I want that fight as soon as possible. Obviously, I know 
the situation with um, the mandatory and stuff, but hopefully we can sort of get that worked out. And um, I would like it for selfish and personal reasons to get that fight next. I feel I deserve it. Um, been in big fight after big fight for my last four fights. Not ducked anyone. Um, never ducked a tournament like someone else. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm game. You know that I'll, I'll fight the best whenever I want. And to be honest, I would rather wait until um, until the fans were back for that fight. You know, it's a, it's a huge fight. I think it's one of the biggest fights in boxing at the minute for all the belts. So a fight of that magnitude, I think it would be better with the fans there, either on, on these shores or in America. And of course, you, you're referring there to the situation with the WBO and Ramirez yeah. with Jack Cattle, 120 odd days, probably only 90 of those days left yeah. to negotiate. Is there not a way that you can sort that out through back channels? I mean, you know, it's the boxing business. It doesn't have to be all done on Twitter. You can sort, yeah. is there a way to sort that out with back Josh channels, with, in your opinion? Josh is with the best in the business in MTK, so. Yeah. 100%, so I leave that to my management team, so I do believe we can probably get something sorted, but you know, we never know, you know, I just, I leave that to my team and to my management team to sort that out, but personally, of course, I want that fight. Um, if uh, Jack Carroll does get a shot, then he does deserve it, you know, he, I can see from where his point of view as well, because he's been mandatory for a very long time, and if I was him, I wouldn't want to be waiting either and stepping aside money or whatever like that. You know, I would want my shot if I was Jack Carroll as well. So I can see where he's coming from. But personally, I want to fight next. And that's I want to be the man and to be And in theory, you and Cattle down the line could be turned into a very big fight. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Very, very yeah. big fight. Ben, I'm going to ask you this. It's only two minutes and 41 seconds. You've already talked about all the stuff you saw in the gym when you were in Spain and when you've been in, in your gym. Did you see more of that tonight? Are you as excited now as you as you were when he first walked through your door? Yeah, would, like Josh said, it would have been nice to. The plan was to take our time. We knew he was going to be very, very heavy-handed, and uh, the plan was to tighten the screws as the rounds went on and capitalise on the mistakes that Josh, Josh forced out of him. Um, but obviously, I'm over the moon for it to be uh, <laughs> over and done with. Yeah, and it's absolutely right. Josh, you were brilliant tonight because you were brilliant in the interview and you didn't waste a punch in the ring and you were honest as ever. I love dealing with honest fighters. What a <laughs> lovely business. Josh, well done. Ben, well done. Thank you very much. Honest All of us saying here from seconds out here with Sonny Edwards. Sonny, your brother just fought after 13 months uh, at Bantamweight with a victory over Kyle, Ed uh, Kyle Williams. Just give me your assessment on that one. I mean, I thought when he was boxing, he was boxing clear, winning clear. I mean, I weren't surprised at 1991. I think when there was a couple of close rounds, but if you really dissect it, a lot of the work Carl was doing was kind of wrestling. There weren't clear shots. A lot of the body shots his corner was going mad over, they weren't landing. They were hitting arms. And then he had success. Of course he had success. He's a decent lad to uh, Carl. Someone I've sparred multiple rounds before and someone I like. Like, even though I was giving it to him all the way through the fight, he looked up in, after, in the 10th round, winked at me, smiled, and then saluted me on the way out. Do you know what I mean? So he's a good lad, Carl, and I'm glad he got the opportunity, to be honest, because he'll probably get some fights off the back of that, which is good. Um, you know, Charlie did what he had to do. Charlie did exactly what he had to do, and, and we're happy. For anyone that was watching that and didn't know who was screaming and shouting, that was yourself, uh, Sonny Edwards, his brother. But, Sonny, look, we know that you guys have been through a tough time. You know, last year Charlie's been through a tough time. Thirteen months emotionally, you know, and mentally, physically he looked all right, but mentally, you know, there was a tough time for Charlie. And you know, better than anyone else, just getting the win, getting the W itself, was good enough on the night, right? Yeah, just getting the ball rolling again, more than anything, you know. He's come out of a smile on his face, and now he's going to go, he's going to go into the next change room he walks into. He won his last fight. He's boxed well. 
Um, there's a buzz about him again. Well, he didn't have that coming into this one. He had, um, you know, the, the controversial Martinez fight. Then he had a lot of negative following around that, saying he's ducking and diving and dodging and, and not trying to fight Martinez. I'm not trying to fight him again. He wanted to fight him again, but it was made as a team decision, you know, not just him talking about trainer, management, myself. We weren't letting him fight again at flyweight because we'd all seen what it took to get him down there. Um, so, but for Charlie, he doesn't want to be seen as a fighter that's not fighting anyone. If you really look at him, he's fought Casemiro, Martinez, Rosales, Marine. He's fought on some good, hard names. Do you know what I mean? 13 months off, and he didn't, he didn't want a 4, 6, 8 rounder, which some fighters tend to do. He went straight in there, 10 fight, 10 round. He won a title fight, could have easily been. You know, Carl's fought for a couple of titles before. Um, but yeah. He's, he's, he's bounced back, he's got the win, and he's going to have a smile on his face going to the next change room. That's the main important thing, because for a fighter like Charlie, you know, that's what he needs. You know, you know one thing I did notice, though? Kyle, Kyle looked a lot bigger than him. You know, Charlie's moved up to bantamweight. But looking at sort of the difference in size, do you feel like maybe the best, the best sort of weight for him is super flyweight? Yeah, of course, but it's opportunities. Um, it's, of course. Um, but Charlie said that. This is Bantamweight debut, yes, but he's not been openly saying, I want to go for a world title Bantamweight. He's never said that, not once. He's always stood by it. When he gets to the proper fights, and not, no disrespect to someone like Carl, but when he gets to the fights where he thinks, I won't be able to operate at this level of Bantamweight, there'll be a super flight. Um, so any world level, maybe even European, he'll be down a super flight. And it's just simple as that. I mean, he's got a lot of feeling out to do, and, 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 he, and, he, and he will carry on. You can see that he looked a lot better, and he looked a lot stronger. But Carl's been at Bantamweight for his whole career, and even heavier than that. So, of course, he's going to be naturally bigger. I mean, um, and that's why when you do get in there with the people that are physically bigger and probably physically stronger, he just box a move like he did. And at times he did box clinic. I think you could see sometimes, you could see the rush. You could see him go flat a couple times in, in certain rounds. Then as soon as he got back on his balls of his feet and then switched back on, you know what I mean? Got the energy back and, then, and, he, and he sort of ran away with it, to be honest with me. I gave Carl two rounds. I think, I think the fifth I gave him, and I think maybe the ninth, if I can remember rightly. But yeah, I thought Charlie, there was no doubt, you know what I mean, no doubt at any point in the fight. There was most of the work that Carl was doing was grappling, holding his head down, landing, slapping away at body shots. And, and, and it weren't, there weren't no real, real clean scoring shots. It was just smothering and stopping Charlie from doing what he was. So he might have been complaining about the score. I don't think he ever complained about, you know, thinking he should have won. He was complaining about the score after, but. When you really dissect it, even after all that wrestling, it was coming back, clean jab was landing, clean jab was landing, clean jab, and, and that's it. They're just scoring punches, you know, sort of hugging around waist and tapping body. That's not, you know what I mean? So. Um, final one for me, to yourself. Uh, what's next for you? I know you fought a couple of weeks back. Great performance against uh, Thomas Asomba, somebody who's, you know, quite a tough opponent. Uh, but what's next for you? Have you talked to MTK? What's the latest with you guys? Yeah, there's been a lot of talks. I mean... I've made no secret of it there. The direction that we're all trying to head is towards the IBF world champion, Murray Matalani. That's what I want. That's what I've asked for. That's what they're trying to give me. Whether it works out or not is, is on the champion. You know, I'm just a, a measly, <laughs> would be a voluntary. Do you know what I mean? So it's on the champion whether he wants to take that fight with me or not. As long as the offer's good, I don't. he's never going to dodge if he's boxed. Donaire, Tete, Casemiro, and <laughs> beat two of those out of those three. He's never going to dodge a Sonny Edwards, so I'm not ever going to suggest that. But it's whether it makes the most sense for him. He's an old champion. I don't know what his desires are, if he wants to come over to England and fight. I don't think he ever has before, so it might be a new experience. We've seen each other, we've been around each other. He knows me, I know him. Never sparred. But I like him. And, and, and 
if I was to win my first world title and get someone like him, then I'd be positive with that. Sonny, congratulations to yourself and your brother on, on, on his win tonight. And hopefully we'll speak to you very soon. Top man, Sonny Edwards, thank you very much. Sebastian here from Seconds Out with Ben Davison. Ben, your fighter, Josh Taylor, they say you don't get paid overtime in boxing and he showed that catchphrase completely. I don't know how many seconds it was, it was within 30 seconds. Just talk to me about that body shot, uh, left hook to the body. Kong Song was there down for a long time, he went out in a stretcher. Is that something you guys worked on? Uh, the entry coming in offline, Josh getting his foot outside, uh, probing his way in and uh, chopping the body shot across the body and taking the head out the line of fire at the same time was something that we worked on. But I'll be honest, you know, the plan wasn't to, to capitalise on things that early in the fight, but Josh found the opportunity and uh, got the job done nice and early, so yeah. When your fighter walked into the ring and then Kong Tong walked into the ring, he looked a lot bigger than Josh. Uh, was it was there any worry? Did you know that he was always going to come into a fight bigger than Josh? Yeah, obviously we saw him at the way and could see he was massive, you know, we knew that. But we also noticed that his, his waist was very narrow, uh, something that we picked up on, something that we was going to look to exploit, and Josh just managed to exploit it earlier than, uh, than anticipated. Listen, what sort of fighter have you got at your helm? Because if people don't know Josh Taylor, they'll soon enough find out when he goes into this big fight with Jose Ramirez. I'm sure that's the fight that he wants. I know that's the fight that you want as well. But what sort of fight have you got in your gym at the moment? Josh can do a bit of everything. As you say, as you know, as everybody knows, he's got phenomenal, and I spoke about this before, phenomenal tenacity, uh, you know, phenomenal work rate, resilience, tough, strong. Um, but tonight I wanted him to show his IQ, you know, and he was patient, he was probing, he was setting things up, giving different looks drawing things out of Kong Song uh, and found an opening, you know, that, to be honest with you, I expected, and, I, uh, and I'm used to working with world-level fighters, something that I expected to be exploited a few rounds in. Josh found it straight away in the first round, like, that's the level that he's at. I know it's, it's, it's a bit of a difficult one to answer, but normally a fighter and a, a fighter and a, a trainer need a bit of time to sort of bond and get your, your sort of tactics out there. Today didn't really, was it today, would you have liked it to have maybe gone one, two rounds for him to have shown what you guys have worked on, but like you said, the guy knocked him out, so it, it, was, it was a bit of a difficult one, right, for yourself? Um, do, you know, do you want to know the truth? Tonight I wouldn't have. I know that Kong Song's a dangerous fighter. Like I say, Josh comes straight over after and said, by the way, that's the heaviest standard that I've ever been in with. And I knew that I knew that would be the case. Um, I know Josh has been in with strong fighting punches, but I knew there was something different about Kong Song. Uh, and so tonight I was, you know, I, trust me, he's a dangerous opponent, so I was happy for Josh to get the job done and, and get business took care of. Because finally, you watched uh, Jose Ramirez fight against Victor Postol a couple of weeks ago. You've obviously we've seen your fight to do what he's done tonight. What happens in that fight when they meet up? Um, I feel like, listen, I think Ramirez is a really, really good fighter. Look what he's achieved, you know, beating, no, not just anybody beats a fighter like Postel. Postel's a fantastic champion, and I felt like stylistically that was always going to be a tough fight for Ramirez. So the fact that he come through it was um, was brilliant, you know, a good win. I know people have criticised him, but I think it's a good win. I just think stylistically that match-up really suits Josh, but that's just my opinion, you know, and that's not saying that Ramirez isn't a great fighter, because I do think he's a really, really good fighter. Um, 
but I just think stylistically it's a good matchup for Josh. Uh, but obviously it's, it's an interesting fight everybody wants to see. How are you guys celebrating tonight? Uh, I'll let the Scots show me the ropes. <laughs> so I'm on Ben Davidson, congratulations to yourself and Team Taylor. Um, and hopefully we'll speak to you very soon. Scott man, thank, thank you very you. much, appreciate that. Owner Bass is saying here from seconds out, mate, they say you don't get paid overtime in boxing and you just actually just proved that. I don't know how many seconds it was, it was within 30 seconds. Just talk to me about that, your win over Konsonga, the, the left hook to the body. Did, for some fighters, when they throw a shot like that, they feel it, they feel it in their hands. Did you feel that shot? Connecting, and did you feel like it was going to be powerful yeah, like that? I felt, I felt it sinking right in, you know. Obviously, I, I never, um, I never, guys wrecking the joint. <laughs> uh, I never, I never loaded up with it, you know, but I sunk it in. Um, and I threw it as he was throwing his right hand. Something we've been working on was getting ahead of the line and, you know, and sinking them into the body. You know, I've proved that I'm one of the, the best body punchers in, uh, out there, you know, and seen that again tonight. Um, but what we had been working on was we knew from when we're in the clinch, he's, he's very, he's not got an inside game, you know, he never had an inside game, but in the clinch he was very strong, and we knew, breaking off the clinch, he always, he always tried to throw a hook or an uppercut, so, we got underneath it, and, um, and you know, closed down the distance, smothered him, put him against the ropes, changed my height, and drew the right hand out of him, and I sung the body shot, and, and um, I felt sinking in straight away, I cleaned his ribs out. Cleaned his ribs out. You know, before the fight, a lot of people were talking about his power. There's a, there's a few clips online about him knocking people out. Did you feel anything? Because it's very hard for me to ask that question because not much happened in the fight apart from you knocking him out. But there was an instance where I think you sort of brushed off one of his shots. Did you feel anything in that? Obviously, it never hit me um, clean or nothing at all. But you can feel someone's power. Um, he came out straight away and he sort of he sprung among two. And I, I took it on the gloves and it sort of half put me. And I thought, oh, you know, this... This, if I give this guy a chance, he'll take my fucking head off. Um, you know, he's definitely got dynamite in his in his uh, in his hands. You know, obviously not not the greatest of boxers or greatest te greatest technically, but you give that guy a chance, he'll he'll, he'll take you clean out 100%. I felt it straight away. But that when he did that, you know, um, it switched me on and made me more relaxed. And you know, I seen it, I seen him I seen it coming. I knew he was going to load up, but he's definitely heavy-handed. He was stretched out afterwards. Yeah, I know he was on the floor for a long time, then stretched out. We're all in this sport, you know, I've seen a lot of fighters go down and you've seen a lot of fighters, you've been in the sport since you were a kid. You know, are you going to go and see him? Are you going to send him a message? Yeah, I, I, I want to go and see him, make sure he's okay. Um, you know, obviously it's a sport, you go in there, it's a hurt business, you want to go in and, and, and hurt people, you know, it's not a tickling match. Um, but you, obviously you don't want to really hurt someone, you know, and uh, do any damage. So I'll go and see him if he's not away to hospital already and hopefully I'll see him tomorrow. Um, before I go home, he goes home wishing him all the best, you know, so I, I, I do wish him all the best and I hope he's okay. Normally you fight in the Hydro, the Cauldron as it's called. Uh, today you fought a your call with no fans, how was that? Very alien. Yeah. Unforgettable experience, but a different kind of unforgettable experience. Okay. It's one that I'll no forget, but no for, not no for a, a remembering for the atmosphere or anything, you know, very strange, very alien. 
um, felt like I was warming up for a sort of glorified sparring session. Um, it's lucky that you know I, I was I'm able to keep remain focused and tap into all the experience that I've had as an amateur and you know going to world championships and Olympic qualifiers and basically in front of no one. You know, so it's lucky I had that and was able to keep focused and and have a nice long warm up and keep in the zone. But it was definitely strange coming out and no noise and you know being introduced in the ring in the corner and no cheering and no, I, when they say Josh Taylor and they say they say as the hydro you hear everyone cheering people are singing people are shouting and today they said Josh Taylor and you're just like a couple of claps that was it really yeah it was weird it was very strange you know I say hopefully get back to normal as soon as possible and uh, get the fans in because that's what keeps the sport alive is, is the fans and it's, it's the making of the sport, you know, without the fans it's, it's nothing really, it's, it's, it's not as enjoyable, 100%. Josh, when, when, when you were coming up the ranks, I said Andrew McCarts was telling me about you a couple of years ago, he goes, watch out for this guy, Josh Taylor, he's going to be the next biggest thing, he's going to be this, he's going to be that, and I was like, listen, a lot of people say that to me, but then I watched you fight on um, the Frampton Quick card, and I thought, you know what, this, this guy looks special, but look, you're young, very young, you're potentially fighting for the undisputed title or the, the, the fight in possibly this year maybe next year how does that feel because you're 18 fights in fight for all four belts is is going to be an achievement for yourself it's a massive achievement you know um, even being um, unified world champion in 16 fights is a massive achievement there's not many people that do it um, so I'm very proud of myself but I'm the kind of guy who keeps setting new targets and new goals and I don't want I'm not stopping you know I want to keep going and going but being undisputed champion in 18 fights, unbelievable, isn't it? You know, it's just uh, crazy. Before I give the congratulations to yourself, a final shout out to Ken Buchanan. We know he's not well. Yeah. We know he's in the hospice. What do you want to say out to him and his family at the moment? Yeah, I just want to wish them all the best, and I hope to see them soon. You know, I'll be um, I'll be coming back up the road soon. I'll be stopping in to see Kenny at the hospice to make sure he's well. He's not okay, but you know, just stop in and see him and say hello, and uh, you know, I'll make him hopefully make him a promise that I'm going to keep to bring his belts back, you know, um, to Scotland that, that he won all these years ago. So I just, I hope he's keeping well, Kenny. I know you might not see this, but your family and stuff, I hope you're okay and I'll see you soon. I asked Ben how you guys celebrating. He was, I'm going to let the Scots deal with it. So how do Scots celebrate a win? Yeah, well, usually I'd go for a nice cold pint and a pizza, but, you know, everyone, everyone's uh, shut, you know, so we're just going to have to maybe settle for a pizza and chill out. And um, tomorrow, and um just chill out and go home, I'm going home tomorrow, so chilling out nice. It's been a long time away from home, this camp. Kind of been a long camp, but a broken up camp. Been a long time away from um, loved ones and stuff like that, you know, so I'm going to go home, take a, just a week off because it's obviously not, not very demanding fight, so just a week off and back into the gym again. Josh Taylor, congratulations on a big win, and next time around we'll be seeing you in a mega clash. Uh, hopefully we get to speak to you soon. But yeah, once again, congratulations. Thank man, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm joined by um, Grant Smith and, of course, um, Charlie. Charlie, can I ask you first of all, make yeah. sure you're nice and close to the mic. It was a tough fight. He was in every single round. Yeah. Was that the fight you needed? Uh, most definitely. 
I haven't um, had a 12-round contest for since not this March, just gone. The March before was my last 12-round contest. Um, I only had three against Martinez. Um, so I've been out of the ring, really, in a 10-round, in a 12-round fight for like 18 months. So I need to shake up the ring, Ross. Now, I know you stepped up the two weights. Forget the yeah. stepping up the two yeah. weights. Did you just feel like Charlie Edwards tonight? Was that the weight? Because last year, you know, yeah. when, when you fought Martinez, everybody at the yeah. weigh-in, everybody on the night, yeah. you didn't know, you were in a change room. Yeah. We were all concerned yeah. about the way you yeah. looked at the weigh-in. <clears throat> yeah, um, that weight killed me, flyweight. It really did take it all out of me. Um, as for bantamweight, I don't believe I'm a bantamweight just yet. I'm going to be fighting at super flyweight, especially at world level. Um, the bantamweights are a lot bigger and a lot tougher, as you can see, for Carl. He not stopped coming for um, the 10 rounds, and he gave me some close rounds. So um, I'm not a bantamweight yet by any means. I'm a super flyweight. But it was nice to get in there, get back, shake off the ring rust, and fight a good opponent in Carl Williams. He was no mug. It was no mug, and it was, it was the rounds you wanted, Grant. I mean, I know it was the rounds you wanted him to have. must have been quite nice watching that. Yeah. Uh, we wanted rounds in, obviously, Charlie, like he's just explained, he hadn't been out for a very long time and got all the rounds in. Uh, he's no weight. We, we, like we said before, we know he's a super flyweight, he's not a bantam, he'll grow into that. But Kyle Williams is a very good fighter, a very tough fighter. Uh, and not many have... I'm not saying it were an easy night, it were, it were a good night's work and that's what we needed. There were situations where what we've been working on and what he knows what to do, what, we, what happened, uh, and Kyle gave him a tough fight, and that's what he needed. And I don't think anybody's beat him that easily, actually. Has it been a hard 14 or so months since that fight with Martins? I know you, I know you, I know you kept your title on the yeah. night, but it was a it was a it was a torrid fight. I was six feet away yeah. from it. It was a hard fight. Let's tell the truth, Charlie. Has it been a hard? I'm going yeah. you first. Has it been a hard 14 yeah, it's months? Been, it's been mentally challenging, really mentally challenging. I was in a dark time after that fight. Um, coming into the fight, fight week, the weigh-in, everything. It um, knocked my confidence a hell of a lot. Coming out of it with um, a lot of the backlash I got through social media and things like that, it was really mentally challenging and I lost myself a little bit and um, it put me in a bit of a dark place but I've got <clears> good people around me um, Grant Smith's a great coach got my management team MTK Global and they all got me together got me back on track I met my missus Christine and she really helped me sorted me out and um, I'm back now I've, like I said I've dusted off the ring rust and now we push forward and look for um, bigger and better fights and do you know what it was a big occasion I've just changed promoter to Frank Warren um, it's a new new stage behind closed doors. It was a bit weird coming out and that, but it's all experience, man, and I keep learning every day is a day to get even better. You know what? I don't think there's anything you can add to that, uh, and there's nothing I can add to that. Well done, Charlie. I want well to done, say Duncan. one more thing. Go on, son. I quickly. can't wait to get married next weekend. So, Christine, you're watching this. I love you, and I look forward to next week. Oh, he's done me up like a kipper pull. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Association MTK Global. Josh, I just spoke to your trainer Ben Davis and asked him, uh, did you expect Kong Song to be looking like a super middleweight in there tonight? Did you expect that? He was, he was very big, you know. Um, but this morning he had only put on six pounds, um, which I was very surprised at, you know. So he did look quite big in there the night. But I was big myself, I think, after the second weigh-on. I've put on an extra few pounds. So, um, yeah, he was very strong for, for what I obviously gathered, uh, the action that I saw. 
I was quite surprised he come out and he sprung in with a one-two, and uh, I felt the, I felt the weight behind his his, his punches. You know, 100%. He's, he's got dynamite in his hands, but obviously I caught him with the shot and got him out of there quite easily. This might sound strange to people, but was he the most heavy-handed fighter you've been in with? You know what? I just said that in a, an interview. I says quite like. I reckon so, 100%. You know, he came out, and I came out sort of nice and relaxed, and he sprung him onto me, and he sort of the right hand just clipped the end of me, and I felt the the power behind his his right hand, and I thought, oh, this guy's uh, this guy's strong, got power. Do you know what I mean? So it made me a bit more switched on, a bit more relaxed, um, and then obviously, you know, I knew I knew he wasn't the best of boxers, and the the feints and that was. It was setting him off and things like that, but um, yeah, it was easy work. You know, it was a wee bit disappointing um, that I got him out there straight away. Obviously, I'm very happy. You don't get paid overtime and all that carry on. You know, but um, a wee bit disappointing that I never got to show what I've been working on. You know, and the, the skills that have been that we've been working on in the gym. You know, I've been flying. I was going to ask that. I know it was very brief in there tonight. So your first fight with Ben, and you couldn't really perhaps showcase the slight adjustments or refinements that you've done over the how many ever months you've been with Ben because you've been with him a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I feel you would have seen it obviously, but obviously I caught him with that good shot. I, I cleaned his rib cage out there. I've put his ribs right through his back. You know, I've definitely, um, I've definitely smashed his rib cage in there. Um, I felt it sinking right in. And I got him against the ropes and that left hook, I felt it going right through right through and up the arm. I knew I'd sunk it in and I knew I knew he wasn't going to get up. You know, it was a, it was a good shot for sure, 100%. Now, when I spoke to you in the week, I didn't mention Jose Ramirez. We can talk about him now. Is there a message to his side, Jose himself, uh, the American fans, uh, about that undisputed fight? I spoke to Bob Aram yesterday. He said that there's going to be no mandatories in the way as you and Jose are getting on next. So what's the message? Well, that's good. Um, you know, two hungry champions. You know, I want it, he wants it. You know, so obviously I want him next. I can't wait. You know, it's, um, I can talk about the fight now from what I saw with Postal. I do feel he probably can perform better than that, um, given the circumstances. But I'm not impressed with what I saw um, in that last fight. You know, I've never seen anything different before um, from what he does before, and I'm, I'm not impressed at all. So I'm, I'm rubbing my hands together. Can't wait, and I can't wait to take the belts off him. And um, I hope he's keeping them warm. If Jose was in there tonight, would you would you stop him in, in a similar fashion to what he did to Kong Song? It's hard to say, but I definitely win 100%. You know, it's hard you hard to say if you knock him out or not, but uh, I would win 100%. Yes. What would it mean to you to become undisputed champion so soon before 20 fights? That's a dream come true. Um, you know, that's stuff that's never thought about. It, do you know what I mean? It's just that it's crazy. You know, that potentially the next fight um, have all the belts and and what was that be 18 fights, wasn't it? Yeah. 18 fights, undisputed champion. That's just uh, stuff that dreams are made of. You know what I mean? And then can take them back to Scotland and show King Kenny Buchanan, who on the stage just up the road, who um, who isn't keeping too well at the minute. Actually, he's in a hospice at the minute. So um, be lovely to go back and see him and 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 wear the belts that that he had. You know, the first person to do it since he did. That that would be that would be amazing. Best wishes to Ken. Uh, it. It looks like that fight, if it does happen, will be behind closed doors. You just boxed behind closed doors. How did it affect you if it did? I don't think it affected me at all. You know, I felt I felt great. You know, it was it was definitely a, an alien experience. You know, coming in and seeing no crowd and no music and walking out with no crowd and things like that. You know, it's, and seeing my team with all the masks and visors on. Just as a, let's not talk about that, Joe. Yeah, it was a, an unforgettable experience, but a different kind of unforgettable experience you know what I mean it's uh, very strange but you know I'm a ultimate professional when uh, you know my, my mindset was right so it didn't affect me at all
Well, Josh, congratulations on a top-ranked debut. Your first fight with Ben and still unified world champion and uh, bring on that undisputed fight with Jose Ramirez, right? Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank top you. man. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.